Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. This episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird, Inc. CMS's Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, or MIPS, is super complex. And if clinicians ignore the program or perform poorly in it, it can result in a hit to their revenue and reputation. Chirpy Bird is proud to say that more than 95% of its clients are exceptional performers in MIPS, meaning they've maximized the score that directly translates into their Medicare reimbursement rate. Chirpy Bird offers their audit-proof services to practices of all sizes through an affordable monthly subscription that includes unlimited access to a regulatory expert who guides them in knowing what data to track, how to create workflows that make capturing that data easier, and ensures that they submit it all to CMS on time and performing at its best. Contact Chirpy Bird today or learn more at chirpybirdinc.com. That's chirpybirdinc.com. In today's episode, Sharice and I sit down with two women who have very tough jobs. Both are senior leaders at the HIMSA organization. Karen Gropey, the Senior Director of Strategic Communications, and Terry Sanders, the Senior Vice President of Enterprise Brand, Marketing, Communications, and Design. These two ladies have had a grueling year and a half since being the messengers for canceling hymns in 2020, right before the pandemic went into full effect in the United States, and then figuring out how to move forward for a hybrid, in-person, and digital industry event in 2021. We got to hear their stories while we were in Vegas for this year's event, so let's hear how it went. We're having a good time at Hims. We're in Las Vegas and we are with two women who probably have the hardest jobs in the industry, I would like to say. Can you please take a moment to introduce yourself, Karen, and then Terry? Well, I'm Karen Gropey and I'm the Senior Director of Communications at Hims. And I am seated next to one of my all-time favorite people and my boss. And I'll let her introduce herself. Okay. Oh my gosh, Karen, you are so amazing. I so appreciate that. I really do. And you know, I feel the same way about you. My name is Terry Sanders and I'm the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications here for HIMSS. I'm very happy to be here. Terry and I also met here three and a half years ago and we never thought it was going to end up like this. (laughs) I don't think anybody could have predicted that any of this was going to end up the way that it's ending up. So, I mean, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with... 2021, do you want to start? Oh, no. Let's take it back. back We need to hear about 2020. (laughs) Yes. I was so into, I'm bested in the story behind how you bought it all to be and then how you shut it all down. It was a dark and stormy night in February. Right, right, right. So we start off with, it was four days before him, 20. (laughs) Let me give you an intro into it so you think you can explain it. When did you know it definitely wasn't going to happen? And how did you respond? Well, there's two funny stories that I'll tell. And I'll, I'll tell the one story because it's been public. So the Monday before we canceled, we canceled on a Wednesday, right? So days of the week and times have become completely irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know what day or time it is. I know it's 2021. So the days elude me, but that sounds right. I think it could have been a Wednesday. 
Was that when we called? It? Was I that, think it was, was Wednesday. Your, your I think, favorite yeah. call of yeah, all that was, of 2020? That was my favorite phone call I made that day. So tell us, what was the phone call? So there were a couple things about Hymns 20 that were exciting. Record-setting attendance. I mean, we were going to blow it out of the water. We were launching things. And we had the White House coming. And take away the political nature of who was coming. Finally... The White House wanted to send a current sitting president to be a part of the digital health conversation. That needs to be celebrated when you peel off the political side of it. So all the hard work we've been doing for the past 20 years finally is being recognized at the top level of the U.S. federal government. And that's still going on now. It's just they've got some challenges going on in 21. So when you have a sitting president of the United States, the policy is they will not announce one week prior to his appearance for safety security. So the Monday of the week we canceled, we were on the phone with the White House and they said, great, we're really excited. Presidential advance team is on the plane now. We are announcing he's speaking at hymns. And I thought, Sweet Lord, baby Jesus, I'm going to die. Yeah, it can't have been easy to, I mean, to just, it was going to be difficult no matter what. As Karen said, with all the work that had gone in, this was the first conference also where we were really leaning into the new brand, the feel of him, you know, really leaning into that new strategy and direction that the organization is going. It was going, yes. So it was an emotional, it was really challenging. It was really, really difficult. And, you know, we honestly have been working so much. We've been having meetings from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., you know, since January, trying to you know follow the COVID nineteen, we didn't know what was um, coming. Spread like, what is this? How far is it going? Is it here? You know, what are the implications of this? We've been watching for months, and we've been working so much. I mean, I don't even think I had anything in the suitcase because we were just trying to you know make sure we were doing the right things and that the right right course of action was taken. It, it was very, it was an emotional difficult thing, but it was also the right course of action to take at that time. Well, I can imagine. And let's get to Wednesday. What happened? Well, so let me tell you what happened on Monday. So this is the thing that happens on (laughs) Monday. We did not get to the story yet. So Monday, we're like, so I said to the press office at the White House, I'm like, can you hold off on that announcement by like two hours? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Like 45 minutes later, Staff are like, text me, it's out. They've tweeted it out. And they leaked it to Bloomberg. Mm. So that's when all hell broke loose. Now, I joke now, I'm like, well, if you were angry on Monday, (laughs) wait till Wednesday. And we haven't made a final decision on the conference. But the backlash that people started when we announced that it was the president coming was amazing. I mean... You're a PR hack. I hope you get COVID and die. Your father should be ashamed of you. I, I mean, really don't understand that. We work in health. <laughs> we work in healthcare. We're yeah. supposed to be empathetic and mm-hmm. graceful and lift one another up. Mm-hmm. And you took all those bullets, basically, of like just emotional bullets of like that's it's coming at me because you're the front. You're the front. Especially for Karen's role, being you know the spokesperson and driving our external communication. She's on the front line, and so she. Was, the recipient of all of the energy, you know, and it was so interesting to see the camps, right? It was clearly two very split camps on one end of the spectrum and the other, right? And I'm not sure if we had more angry people about the fact that we couldn't have him 20 or the fact that the sitting president was attending. Right. I'm not sure. I think you got wave number one, of anger. It was wave on, number one. That was, yeah. yeah. I laid down on my office floor and cried. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. So when the decision, because I'm not really sure who would make that call, but do you get it first and then do you have to pass it along? It really is a a task force was assembled. We assembled an external panel, you know, to make sure that we're hearing from the experts, that it was not a hymns decision, that it is truly following the guidance of the CDC and doctors and, you know, folks who really know what they're talking about, right? Right. Well, and, to, <laughs> and they, so they're saying, to, they say to us, 
you know, the data, the evidence and the science is saying that proceeding is not the right course of action. So right. canceling is. And so, yeah, but we're all my we're already emotion. We're already emotion, but also, you know, Karen's a part of that process. I very much so believe in bringing, you know, the team with you. And so we had a cross-functional group meeting daily, you know, between legal and marketing and everyone, you know, really throwing their hands and hats into the ring and working together to collaborate and move all of those pieces that needed to be moved. I mean, we're talking like close to what? Close to 50,000 people were about to show up in Orlando. Because it was going to be a record year. Record year. Record year. President, the president's press pool, which I was excited about. And all of his secret service. Yeah. (laughs) Secret service, dogs, press cages. Wow. I mean, it was protest. It was going to be out of hand. We were going to be on every network that night and Monday night. And that Monday night of conference. And then the decision was made on Wednesday. And it was, and we did a cascade. So our legal counsel, who is a girl boss, she's, I mean, and it was the women got in there and and really once Hal- Don't we always? We build it up. But, you know, with our CEO, Hal, he empowered and we went into a cascade and it was what we as women usually do best is we plan for the worst. We embrace one another and we carry one another through. Yeah. And the woman I'm sitting next to, there was no one, and I'll probably cry when I say this, just because Las Vegas is such an emotional place for us. But we went through it together and we all said at the beginning, we do this together. And no one's going out alone. We do this together. And here's the cascade. We all went through it. Here's how we're going to message it out. Everybody. That's the part that fascinates me because how do you, all the, you know, I told you logistically, I don't see how you guys do it. It it just amazes me the multitude of things you have to get done to be able to make all these different places available and open for people. So it's like, how do you approach like, okay, this isn't going to happen. What do we hit first? You have better have that plan on paper, lists, coordination, you know, and to Karen's point, we would get up, I would roll out of bed. And roll onto the phone to with Karen and legal. Yeah. At about 5.45, 6.45 every morning for months. And mind you, legal counsel is in a different time zone. So that's what 3.45, 3.45 yeah. yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. You know, you really, the level of planning. And, you know, then we brought in the other individuals that are, you know, it takes a village. It takes truly a village. And so we would huddle and bring in her staff additional staff from within the marketing group. And we would meet then with them every morning at eight. What did you hear last night? What decisions were made? What do we have planned today? Can we still proceed with that? What pivots do we need to make to make sure we were coordinated? We didn't have those daily huddles in the morning. There is no way it would have been possible to execute. And things were changing minute by minute. The number I still have all the versions of every single communicate. This folder goes on for a day. It would be an interesting case study, though, in how to shut down something of this magnitude. I how mean, to shut down 47,000 people yeah. in Orlando in the, in the brink of a pandemic. Right. Yeah. After the exhibit hall's been set up. Yeah. It's, that's what I mean. It's, it's and a, a presidential advance team on, on ground. <laughs> and you spent all the money in to set up everything. Yes, yeah. yes. Signage was up. That's what I want to know. How did you take it all down? Did you go to your team and say, just take it all down? Or- burn it down to the <laughs> ground. Not even take it down, burn it down. <laughs> yeah. So HEMS has a meeting services group that is phenomenal. We absolutely must shout them out and give them- Also run power. by another girl boss. Yes. Okay. Another girl because boss, Karen Malone. That team is honestly a machine. They are phenomenal. They- work their program and they actually rotate so that everyone stays fresh on all the logistics and skills that would be needed to execute the event. They handled the breakdown and everything. And they were on site because they arrived what, two weeks, a week week early. So they were there. Um, They were boots on the ground and the CEO went down as well to support them through the breakdown on site. So we can't take the credit for that part. No, we cannot. <laughs> I did do 47 interviews in, Orla- in Orlando. She did. 
<laughs> I mean, that can't have been, I mean, potentially a highlight of your career, but not like the fun kind. Well, we had a, what we call a drawer statement, yeah, which was the statement that outlined, and it was cleared by legal, because that's the one thing Terry and I... Do you still remember it? Yeah. Hims has made the difficult decision to cancel Hims 20. And the panic coming across the country at that time, when the cancellation hit, because it was like, it's getting real. Mm-hmm. What is coming? Oh my God, where have I been? What I've been exposed to? And... I just remember these reporters when they were calling from Orlando, you could hear the panic in their voice because now they know that their industry, which they all live off of, is getting shut down. And I felt... That was one of my questions for you guys because the financial impact too. People have to be upset with you. No, they weren't. They kind of got it. Now, the city of Orlando was fine. There are other people who were quite angry, but we can get to that in a little bit. But they were just panicked. Those reporters were panicked. And somebody said to me, I think it's one of the meeting staff, they're like, I turned on the TV one morning and there's your face. And you were like, I was like, wait a minute, Karen's here? I'm like, no, that was like me passed out on the couch at like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, good question. You know, and I went right to the drawer statement. I mean, we didn't, yeah, it was because we also knew that there are going to be legal ramifications coming out of this. We didn't know what, but our legal counsel at the time had the foresight to say, everything goes by the book. So whatever you say publicly, let's talk about it. And let's make sure it's scripted because we're all in this together. We're all going to get each other through. This is not one person's going to be responsible for this. Karen, you might say it, but we all agreed to it. So that was, it was empowering. Oh, God. I mean, I think about it. I got choked up last night at the opening reception. Did you? Oh, my goodness. First of all, I was probably obnoxiously running around in the back like the the kid in the first day of school. Like, I'm so excited to be here and, you know, just to see all the work that I absolutely love. I cannot stress this enough. I love the marketing and communications team. It's the most phenomenal group of individuals. I will say there was kind of like a... Just returning to this space of heaven, it was kind of like a feeling like here we are again. Yeah. You know, and that's honestly like the theme. We carried the theme forward because it still felt so appropriate about being the change. But we wanted that tone to the most anticipated reunion because we haven't seen each other. I haven't seen Karen since 2019. That's why I said some of us, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been a a while. So I just have to give everyone in our group, they work so hard. All day, every day, seven days a week. We used to do Zoom calls and call and cry on yeah. Zoom calls. Sure. So we've now it's Wednesday. We've canceled. What do you What do you want to know next? <laughs> I really want to know. My hair fell out. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I embraced a box of wine. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. I'm really curious. Like once you shut it all down and you got and you get back home, do we you never get, left. We never left. We that was okay. Ne- we were never we on a never plane. Left. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, do you get, like, a small break to kind of regroup? No, I can imagine there was no regrouping. (laughs) So at least I... No, 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 no. That was when the real work really... If you thought you were working before to get to that point, by the time the cancellation was done, the real work then began. Because now you've got multiple scenarios. You have members of this community that are happy. And then you have members of this community that are not happy. Yeah. And to get the ones that poached our brand too and started their own Ms. 20 virtual. Oh community. yeah, yes. sure. And then that happened also. So, so then and, we're trying to figure out. Who registered to attend. I need to make that point. People took our brand and made it their own and just thought it was okay. And didn't have the thing that I think was forgotten in this whole story. And this is where I get a little passionate about is there are, what, 400 staff members at Hims who have just canceled the largest revenue. Yeah, that was kind of my... I'm like, and, it's, kind of- and it's scary for us. Of course. And there's a pandemic coming because the pandemic was announced the Wednesday of conference. Mm-hmm. It was called a pandemic, that, and that's like shut it down that Wednesday. Could you imagine if we were all together? And they'd be like, that's it. It's a pandemic. I mean, we'd still be in Orlando. Yeah, we, we absolutely. I cannot imagine what that would have looked like. Super spreader. I'm not sure that that's even in yeah. a good enough term. Yeah. 
if we had moved forward. Moved forward. I mean, that's what I mean. You guys having potentially the most difficult job in the industry, at least in 2020, because you had your first wave of anger sec- from from the first divisiveness wave, yeah. of the pol- the politics. The waves then continue. The cancellation of 2020. And <laughs> they're then, still coming, John. Yeah. They're still coming. And then they essentially exploit your brand. And use your brand, not everybody, but people who are not involved that are coming in and now just like, okay, you've built yourself a name. And since everything's online, we're going to capitalize on that. Right. And then they got mad at us when we were like, stop it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're not even a member of HIMSS. Right. Or or scheduled to be at the conference. and, And or we're not presenting content that was even we as HIMSS would have presented. It was just, it was opportunistic. It was selfish. And I didn't do well with it. I mean, I'm probably not the best place for me to be in communication. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean. I take it so personally. How, but. Co- how good can a person, I mean, how well can a person handle that? To be honest, like, I, I would imagine you're like, I've reached my limit of being able to, to be calm. Because it's a special <laughs> circumstance. Like, yeah. you are already shutting down your conference and having to deal with that. And your legal team has to deal with that. But then it's like, oh, here's this other thing we've got to now also deal with because someone's trying to poach our brand. What is it you guys did to tackle that? Like once you realized people were um, poaching. That would be Terry Sanders could take this question. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) Well, we work with legal to do as much shutting down as possible, right? Cease and desist. And at the same time, you're also trying to provide something to your community still. We can't meet in person. So how do we provide some kind of experience that is valuable in two weeks Right. for these 45, 50,000 individuals? So you're trying to stand up programming and now you want to market that, communicate that, while at the same time still managing communications and interviews and questions and inquiries about canceling versus not canceling and it is pure chaos yeah. it is absolute pure chaos and and then other people doing press interviews on behalf of him yes and then we had leaks don't forget that and part. <laughs> that was going to be a question because we saw we had leaks and right. i mean commentary you know i've always been around him in some capacity as a vendor as a speaker as a supporter as a member, but being behind the veil, the level of investment, right, externally that others have with hymns is really something. And it has definitely tested my communications skills, you know, the patience, right, and perspective. If you thought you had managed crisis communications, you had not mm-hmm. <laughs> until you managed the cancellation of a conference. During a pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You call the White House and see how well you do. Yeah. I, I mean, that literally, I did say that to somebody when they were like, well, here's our HIMSS 20 Google sheet. Please sign up now. And I was like, stop, stop. And they're like, I have the right to do this. I'm like, no, you don't. And I think I called our legal counsel right after that. I'm like, I don't care what you do. Just email her now. There's a lot of... You have to know when to step away also. Yeah. So there would be moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going to step away for an hour. I need an hour. You know, I don't even know if I got dressed the month of March. You know, you're just rolling out the bed to the laptop. Is the laptop coming to bed with you? You roll back in. It was that routine seven days a week, just, you know, trying to make sure the community knows that we are who we have always been, right? And that, you know, this was truly such a difficult position to be in. Mm -hmm. It it has really been a journey. Journey, I think I've said journey a hundred times in the last (laughs) just few days talking about this process. Now you guys have shut down and you're going through the communications and the legal and that type of thing. We always talk to women about being mindful and having some type of focus and balance in your life. When did you get a chance to say, okay, we can stop and we can take a break now. Next Monday. It hasn't happened yet. No, and I'll tell you, I went under. I'll get a little choked up about it because I was thinking about it when I was flying into Las Vegas and it was descending into Las Vegas. And I'm like, I actually said to myself, where did you go, Karen? 
like where did you go like became such a personal defining moment at times the cancellation and I took it you know in a pandemic which was scary topped with you just canceled the largest revenue source for your association you're worried about your family's health you're worried about your friend's health you can't see one another now and i'm a person that really needs that human touch and i got lost i really got lost i went under the it was really a scary time for it was all a scary of us because it was time uncertain, right right and i go back and i don't remember last summer much and when we were literally landing in las vegas i felt myself get choked up and yeah. i was like all right, this chapter ends this week. And then we go back and we go back to Karen and we go back to what makes all of us strong. But I will tell you, even though I got lost, that was my personal experience. You know, I think I rose with the tide. I don't think I, there were times I was struggling, but I think coming out of it this week and then seeing people who were so excited and you realize what a good team you're a part of. And then you realize what, the role you play to the mission of this organization. And that has kind of buoyed me. So, I mean, I'm being the typical communications person here talking all about me. Okay, so let me ask you guys she a question. Though, oh, I'm she, sorry. Well, I will say for Terry me. Terry should tell you what she did in 20, though. What did you do in 20, Terry? Well, I'll say, one, for me, there has not been a break. So I'll okay, be going all the way through 22. By making yeah. sure that my people take time. They need to shut it down and they need to take a break. I will not be taking a break. I'm so I, I'm looking to April 22. So we have not stopped. Are you superhuman? Do you feel that? Yeah. No. And to Karen's point, and I just got a little emotional because as Karen said, through all of this, I have also buried numerous friends and family and you can't take that to work. And that is very difficult. So when you talk about being mindful mm-hmm. and managing that, you know, there were definitely days and moments where flipping out, losing my mind, for sure, losing my mind. But I think that speaks to the resilience of women too, right? We're always like that duck in water. We might be pedaling in like crazy underneath, but we're always smooth, like, because we can't take it to work, really. If you're in a leadership role, you have to always be calm so you're together with your team. I disagree. I disagree (laughs) on the calmness because I think there's something to be said that women forget it's one of our strengths. It is what we need to work on. It is what we need to work on is we lock arms with one another. And I'll say this, and I think this is important to just kind of an understanding. We all, Terry says this, we are all beautiful individually. We all need to celebrate that, not be intimidated by that. And if you sit and look at the woman I'm sitting next to right now, this woman would scare the pants off of anybody in a good way because she is (laughs) calm when it's chaotic. She's put together. She's smart. She uplifts. Some people would be completely threatened by it. I, on the other hand, lay down in front of my staff and cry. That's my (laughs) approach. But the thing is that my... You are a phenomenal leader. You, you, her team rallies around her. They are phenomenal. What she's, the opportunities that she has provided for them. She's a great manager. You are an excellent manager. I think so too. And but. what I love, no, and what I love about you is you are passionate about what you do. You, you are, are excellent yeah, at shows. what you do, and you are intimidating, and you're in, in a whole other different set of ways. I think too. And I that, ladies like, and gentlemen, is respect for styles right there that you just heard. heard well, you? I would like yeah. to say that neither one of you are intimidating. You're just very good at your jobs. I think we. You know, yeah. they, you know, like, oh, I don't know. That, that woman is doing things. Yeah, and scary. They like to label us with those things, right. you know, but you're really just good at your job and that should be celebrated. And I always feel like, and that's enough. She's very good at her job. It annoys me when I hear anybody say, oh, she's very intimidating. No, she's just good at her job. We had the opposite is like, you're maybe intimidated, but right, that's not exactly. the same not, as me It's not my job to make you comfortable. Right. I'm trying to no. do my job. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Once you realize we're going back 2021 the planning phase and start what happened i think the theme of this is crescendos and so yes at that point then you enter a different phase of chaos 
because we didn't have the runway of time. Right. You know, and then you're trying to figure out when will it be safe to and, reconvene and, and have just, this reunion. You, have a, you don't have a crystal ball. Like, no. none of us do. There's no crystal ball. Yeah. So this is unprecedented territory, you know, and, and even just thinking about the marketing, we looked at our historic conversion funnels and we're like, we can apply these, but they're going to get blown out of the water because we don't have any data that matches this scenario. Right. I haven't lived through a pandemic. I mean, the one thing that I want to point out, even before we talk more about 2021, is like thinking of yourselves as whole people. Like you are not just your job, that you are amazing at your job. But like, I want both of, for both of you to be able to take a step back at some point, and hopefully it's not April 2022, to like acknowledge and recognize that what you went through was dramatic, traumatic. Like, how do you? One thing that we've learned on our road trip and through this whole journey is like, how do you release that trauma? How do you honor it? And how to, and like, one woman's answer is belly dancing. <laughs> Another's really, yeah, boxing, like, boxing, yeah, oh, boxing. I took that up midsummer. Now we're talking. So that's what I want to know. I'm just yeah, like, there's got to be some sort of outlet because we cannot just be all day, every day. I'm consumed with doing a good job. Like at the end of the day, like you need to get, you need to get it out. I agree with you on that. And I think we as women can ask that of one another. What are you doing to get it out and be okay with it? I mean, it's the whole mental health Yeah. I know for me, and I said this to you both yesterday, I knew I was struggling with it and with the pandemic and just, and I remember I was on a phone call with my team, with our legal team, as we were prepping for 20, this conference. And I wanted them to have the experience of hearing what it's like to message with a lawyer in the room and because you can't have crisis communications until you live it. Right. And I said to my team, you want to live it? Let's go do it. And we were on the phone with the lawyer, and it was like three weeks ago. And she's talking and talking about the variants and everything like that. And, okay, it's a personal decision. Hope there's not an outbreak. You know, like we were going through, and it was very clinical the way she was approaching it, like a good lawyer would. And it was good, but I saw my team members' eyes get bigger and bigger as they were, because she was just going click, click, click through all these different scenarios. And they were like, they're like 30 of them. And their eyes are getting bigger and bigger. And I just remember going, oh my God, am I bringing, I'm responsible for these two. And I just broke down and cried mm. on a Zoom call. And, the, and the, you know, and I said to my team, I said, I'm sorry, but I just worry about you all. And if something happens to you all, and then I'm like, Jeez Louise, Karen, I mean, you are that wound up like a top. And I am. So Terry saying that she's bought going boxing, I think that's what I'm going to start next week. Good. But that's my lesson I learned through all of this is you should take time for yourself. You have mm-hmm. to. There's no other option. And like, don't feel ashamed for ugly crying. And the fact that like, you let your team know that you're human, like, oh no, <laughs> you have emotions. Yeah. Like We have safe space. It's fun. I was yeah, about to yeah. say, so in all I our- tend to be less like that. I'm more like that. Like I'm, she'll tell you, I don't, I will disappear into a corner and go do my thing and keep it rolling. She's more open and, you know, very outgoing like that. I'm not like that. I could never cry in front of anybody. I think I would literally die. Well, like, I don't, oh I mean, you're not on camera. You're with your trusted team, right? Or by yourself oh, well, at home. I, cried on camera. I, yeah. I was about to say, she said I she had on one camera. cry on camera. I was in a meeting and, you know, just, I think, we were actually having a DEI session with leadership and, you know, we're going through, you know, how we're feeling and what's going on in the world, right? Which we all know that's a whole other backdrop that's right. been going on in right. there. And I am African-American. So I feel all of that mm-hmm. that is going on in the world. And so that was, this is the first time. And I am like you, I refuse, I will not let a person see me <laughs> you cry. Will I never am see not me about go. that. <laughs> And I could feel these tears coming. And I was like, what is happening? I've got to get myself together. I was like, I think, uh, what are these? All these, <laughs> I'm going to get what myself together. What is this together. emotion I'm feeling right so now? So one of the things that we do, that we do as a team is when we have our leadership meetings, we take 20 minutes or we take 30 minutes, or if we need to take the whole minute, the whole hour, this is a safe space. Let it out. What's going on? No one's going to repeat anything that was said in this meeting. 
my team allows me to be me and be vulnerable. You know, I am vulnerable with them. Vulnerable in my ways, you know. Yeah. You know. And so I respect them for that. I honestly, I think we carried each other through this process. Oh, yeah. I don't amazing. think we would have made it without each person to our right or left by any means. And I forgot to mention, you said, what did I do in 20? 20- oh, I had the nerve to get married. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, there you go. No, no big deal. <laughs> and shout out to Keith. The man is yeah. amazing and an honorary member of our team. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you just see him on Zoom calls. Oh, really? But the funny thing is, you know, strong woman, strong man, you would yeah. see him when conversations would get heated just see Keith walking back behind Terry and, you know, and it was for us, we all saw that somebody's looking out for Terry. Right. And Mm -hmm. that there was some strength in that. There was, you know, it was when Terry got married for all of us, we're like, okay, life moves on. And it was joy for us to see her beam. I mean, Email me for the, I mean, some of the wedding pictures, you're going to cry when you see it because- I was about to say, we probably, she's going to make us move on, but I still want to see them. Yeah, Joy's going to make us move on. I mean, we could do this show like every week, you know, and I think we could like- We could be here all day. Next next week, what do you want to talk about? We can can do a post-21 recap and- Well, was it a remote wedding? All right. So I am from Michigan. Michigan was hit very hard with COVID-19. The hospitals were struggling to get ventilators and everything. So I had at one point three family members pass. Our wedding day was originally September 12th. And you don't know if tomorrow is going to be there. And his parents are older. So are mine. So we decided we're going to at least say our vows on the original date. So we set our vows in the backyard on September 12th. And then we pushed back the big whole shindig to April of 21, which is when we were allowed to push it back. Mm -hmm. We couldn't go any further. (laughs) Um, So even dealing with that and the contracts and people, you know, holding you, you know, so I... It's almost like a parallel, right? As people are being angry with us about, oh, the conference was canceled, you know, and then me going through my own wedding and people saying, well, you know, we signed this contract, you can't do this or that. And I'm like, wow, I just wish, you know, these people who are so mad at us could understand. You could understand. understand, On a t-shirt, I planned a wedding Mm -hmm. and I shut down a conference during a pandemic. What have you done today? (laughs) That's a whole move. I love it. My, my hashtag was, my hashtag was, well, I canceled the leader of the free world. Beat that. Yeah. <laughs> I told the president, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I feel like you, you told the president to stay home. I yeah. did. And yeah. he did. And you know what the beauty is? He never mentioned our name anywhere. And that was a term that we asked for. And that they respected. That's mm-hmm. nice. And I greatly appreciate that because... Every time he did an interview on CNN or any news outlet, I was holding my breath. Like you could feel your heart beat slowing down. Like, you know, and you're saying large conference in Orlando canceled. President was supposed to attend. And I'm just waiting for them to say him. And I'm like, and then that's when my heart will stop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving. We're here in Vegas at 2021. It's August. It's in person. It's hotter than hell. It's hot outside, but it's nice inside. It's a campus approach. We already talked to, you know, Stephanie Denver about like what the approach would be like. How do you feel like it's going? What's your sense? I actually feel a lot better than I thought I was going to feel. I think we've exceeded our expectations. Okay. We've all become chicken little. Yeah. Terry actually sent me a chicken for Christmas this year, a stuffed one. Basically, you're like, we're going to keep our expectations really not necessarily really low, but just like in a way that you're like, I don't want to. I wanted people to wear masks. I wanted people to be tested or take it seriously. Yeah. I wanted people to be distant. And then that vaccine requirement that we had in place has been empowering for me. I think it's been empowering for the community. My God, we work in healthcare. Let's lean in on the resources. The, I don't know, let's partner information and technology together and see if we can transform health. <laughs> but that's how I feel. I, you know, last week was a little wild. You know, how you engage in the world is a personal decision. Right. And I think Hims has empowered many people to decide, to make the decision comfortably to return to in-person events. How you want to engage is your decision, but we've given the guidelines. We worked really hard. Teams worked really hard. If you wanted to cancel, cancel. 
But you made an agreement when you decided to return that needs to be honored. Right. So I have a question. It's kind of, I don't know if it's a crystal ball-y, right? It's a crystal ball type question. Whereas we didn't know much about the Delta variant even a month or two ago. And so timing wise, had hymns happened even a month ago, like a lot I think of September. this. I think September and October of this year, if I were planning for an event, yeah. I would be hugging a box of wine right okay. about now. Because I, think I was se- wondering if you guys are anxious about it at all. September and October it. of this year. And if I was in Florida or Texas for an event, right. I would be, you know, Jazz Fest got canceled this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a huge moneymaker for the New Orleans in a state that is desperate to get for their money, economy yeah. boosted. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a blessing, I think, that it wasn't last month. Like, had it been in July instead of August, there may not have been as much panic around the Delta variant or so at least spread more. So it may have actually been had worse, you know, different uh, outcomes. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you feel I mean, about I that. think, you know, what does Hal always say? Whoever you pray to, pray to them, yeah. right? For the best of circumstances. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I honestly believe the circumstances and the timing of things, serendipitous, so, you know, we'll just take that as we yeah. got lucky here. Trust in the divine time. Yeah, and, um, you know, we have so many protocols in place, though. You know, and what I'm loving is that seeing the enforcement of the protocols and everyone's doing, you know, right by the person next to them. Everyone has their mask on. Everyone's keeping their distance, following the rules. You know, we spaced things out this year. We made aisles wider. It's everything, everything possible that we could do to ensure that if you were going to be here in Las Vegas, that you could return to your family safely yeah. when this closes. I do think that it's actually, I mean, a weird blessing in disguise. It is happening when it is so that the extra precautions and protocols could be in place to make it safer for everybody. Yeah. People worked really, really hard to make this happen. And I think that's what the community, and I think for me, when we were going through cancellation, I was disappointed by the community of how they, at times, supported HIMS as an organization. You know, the poaching of the brand, the nasty comments. But then him still continues to look out for the community, create that platform. And again, it's reminded me this week of it is that community that we host, that we're a part of, that we foster, that we collaborate with. And that has empowered me Mm -hmm. a bit. It's reminds you of why we're here and what we're doing. Why we're doing what we're doing. Why are we working so hard? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. We have done put in a lot of effort and thought into right rebuilding that trust with the community, regaining and, and strengthening those relationships and ties. And I can say when I walk the floor, even from the airport or the shuttle I was on, the people who are here are excited to be here. The energy is positive. It is not empty. I know a lot of people were saying that those comments online. I see those comments, you guys. <laughs> it is not empty. There are great. They were saying that here. about this year. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be empty. There's going to be no one there. No, the opening reception was beautiful. The opening video and the keynote and the room was full yet distance. Couldn't get a dinner reservation last Couldn't night. Get a dinner reservation. But again, while everyone's being safe, and so I truly feel encouraged, and the energy here on site is great. The other day, Karen brought up something to me about empathy, and I thought about it, how that affects all of us. And I always believe in the idea of checking on your friends. And the first thing when I saw Karen, I was so relieved to see her in person. And the first thing I said to her was like, how are you doing? You're actually, you're absolutely right. You're one of the first people that's actually asked (laughs) Because people take for granted what you guys do. So it's like, how do you guys on a daily basis throughout the conference check on each other? How do you keep it I have a burn book. No, I think, you know, it starts from the top down. And our team that Terry leads is primarily, it's a good 80, 60% female about that. But the, our team, we all look out for one another. So I can walk backstage and there are my design team members back there. And they'll put their hands out and put a high five up as you walk by. Or they'll come in into the press room and, you know, give a hug or a squeeze, you know, if that's what you're comfortable with. Or they know they can come hide in the back corner of the press room. That's like a safe spot. So I think it's we've shown one another empathy and we've kind of built our own little bubble of it 
So when other people don't show us empathy, it's like a pack of dance moms chasing after somebody who didn't think that. I mean, there was one person that we, he or she, let's put it that way, would be at the top of my burn book. I think all of my teammates have been like, you know, we saw that person and we gave them the stink eye for you. <laughs> and it was, it's just been empowering. You know, we have, it's our bubble. I mean, it's... I mean, I spend my days... I get up. I'm not a morning person, so I really try to get here by six, but that's a struggle for me. But I spend my day going between every area where I know my staff is. If they're backstage, I'm going backstage and checking on them and asking them how they're doing. If they're in the press room, I stop in the press room. I stop at him spot. I stop at the information desk. I stop. You know, I rotate all day, every day just to make sure that they're okay. Did something happen? Do you need something? Because they're working so hard. You know, we're capturing content. Mm -hmm. You know, all the things, the tentacles, I don't think people fully understand, you know, our tentacles run so far and wide and what we're responsible for here on site and what we contribute to. So we check in and we send text messages, as Karen said. And, you know, what I love to see is how everyone with under, you know, no matter what level, no matter which team you sit on inside of EMC, they'll walk around and they check on each other, right? And so I'll see people gathered at him spot checking on, you know, is Linda okay? Linda's been standing here since 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure. Do you need me to get, do you want me to, you know, and I went and worked him spot for a little bit. Let me give you a little bit of a break. Hopefully don't ask me anything too detailed because I won't be able to answer it, but I'm backing you up. You know, I'm always, I think we roll up our sleeves, we jump in, we get it done, if for no other reason than to make things easier or better for our teammate. And that's our philosophy. We even have operating guidelines on like how we expect each other to treat the, mm-hmm. each other within this group. We, yeah, we take that very seriously. Culture is incredibly important to us. And as Karen said, you know, marketing can be unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify that, actually. The other functions within an organization that absolutely require marketing in order to meet any of their goals or objectives can be unforgiving. That's what I always say. It's a hard job. Look at what you've gotten us into. And they're talking to marketing. It's not enough. It's too much. Mm -hmm. It's it's a dance. It's a delicate dance. And it's that way. And it's been that way at any company I've been at. You know, marketing is has a tough job and it sits in a very tough position. So I think empathy is so incredibly important. And as Karen said, for women in particular, we have got to lock arms. Mm-hmm. I am so over women who still see each other as competition or to let me tear this person down mm-hmm. or talk about this person behind her back while I'm asking her for work. You know, all of that energy, we've got to kill that. We've got mm-hmm. to move beyond. I'm trying that. to focus on sorry, that. Might be on the soapbox. I'm sorry. Oh, no. But it's very important. You're on my soapbox. That's why I'm, I'm just like, you know what? The, if anything, we need to change the culture around support of each other. It's like your success is all of our success. Mm-hmm. Mine is yours. Like anything, any door you can break down or, you know, height that you can get to, turn around and help the next people up behind. Grace. Show yeah. a little bit of grace. grace. Yeah, Grace is a wonderful word. I mean, and we as women demand it from others at times. It's something you need to give yourself some grace. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, but that's the one thing that on Terry's team that I think that showing grace to each other and letting us make mistakes. I think that's the other thing. You know, our community, I guess, thinks at times that we were like, okay, let's cancel this event. Mm-hmm. There were guidelines in place in the terms and conditions and everything like that of all these mm-hmm. contracts that everyone signed that it was it wasn't a surprise. Like Terry sold with the story of her wedding, you know, here this is what you here are the terms. Yeah. Terry signed it. Yeah. And it's that grace of holy hell, it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. How can we work together to solve this? What does it look like? And it was, I think that's kind of the theme, like, how do we work together to solve it? And I think that's what we've done on the marketing communications team. But I, I mean, it's grace. 
Boy, we've been long-winded. But I know. Been- I was going to say, ladies, how do you like this therapy session? Has this oh my God, good? it's so good. I feel, I feel good. I feel good. I know. We're so sorry. We, we, no, don't. No, it makes us happy. I'm like, you know what? So Robin and I, Robin isn't joining us this today or wasn't able to join us at Hymns, but she and I often say, you know what? You know what that person needs? It's a good listening to. So thank you and for letting really us listen. A, yeah. You know, an, an important story because most people don't see what it takes to bring something like this to life and then to have to shut it down and all that goes with that. Well, and, so and essentially start like, over again. Right. And then you guys are doing it again in six months. I'm just like. <laughs> well, here's the thing I have to say to you too is thank you for asking. Yes. You know, like, thank you. Honestly, I don't think anyone has ever asked. No one's ever asked. Yeah, I mean, no, no. And I, I just was at him spot earlier before I walked over here to do the podcast. And I looked at Terry and I'm like, well, come on, we're going to go do this podcast. And Terry's like, you sure? It's just free. I'm like, no, 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 come on. We do it. We sh-. And I said, we share. I said, I won't. No, yeah, I we share. Not. Nope. No, we share. Upon your opportunity to shine brighter. <laughs> no, but we. Oh no, we this shine. is wonderful. No, no, we shine together. We That's shine together. Yeah. We share. We yeah. share our shine. That's so, right. Yeah, it was good. I feel cathartic. Like <laughs> I feel like we should share this with all the staff. I only get to tell this to like you know you guys and Keith. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely tired of hearing about it. Oh, I bet. I mean, no offense, but <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story. If people want to follow you or stay in touch what is the best way for them to do so so i'm on twitter at karen underscore d underscore gropey g-r-o-p-p-e that's my twitter okay the best way for you to follow me currently would be linkedin okay yep so what is that www.linkedin.com slash in slash terry j sanders got it (laughs) all right well, thank you. Uh, thank you for putting this on and congratulations for getting back up and going. I mean, I think we all have been looking for like, what do we do after this pandemic? And there's no clear answer. So no, but we show one another grace mm-hmm. and we share our shine. Exactly. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle hit like a girl pod. Thanks again. See you soon. Hit Like a Girl podcast is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. One thing I love about working with them is that they're mission-driven, which means that they're dedicated to featuring authoritative shows, hosts, and guests who take on the tough topics in healthcare with empathy, expertise, and a commitment to excellence. If you're looking for bingeable content related to the healthcare industry, they've got more than 8,000 episodes on demand waiting for you. From professional development, the patient voice, digital health, innovation and entrepreneurship, and of course, health IT, they've got you covered. So this is your official invitation to check them out at healthpodcastnetwork.com.